0: No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again. Just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Misenic. Let's dig in. Sugar. Like- Welcome to episode 235 Pre Stressing. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I am still here in California, enjoying my time immensely with friends and hanging out with my family and enjoying a lot of spaciousness and free time. It feels really, really good. I'm actually going to be talking about how to create more spaciousness to figure things out next week on the podcast podcast. So make sure you tune in for that episode. But this week I want to talk to you about pre-stressing a lot of times in the alcohol space. We talk about pre-partying, but I want to talk about (laughs) pre-stressing because I was just talking to a client and we were talking about, um, you know, like preemptively freaking out or stressing out about how awful something's going to be. And a lot of, a lot of people do this, right? Especially when we're changing our habits and wanting to cut back on how much we're drinking, we automatically think about future events and how uncomfortable that's going to be. Social events, especially during the summer, travel, vacations, um, awkward conversations that we might have with friends or at a restaurant and you know how to say no to the server or whoever's taking your drink order when you've got a table full of friends or family. And that is pre-stressing. So we're pre-stressing ourselves out um, unnecessarily. So there's stress and then there's like the pre-stressing. And really the worst part about all of it, it's not the actual event that you're in or the thing that you're worried about when you're actually in it, it's how we get ourselves worked up ahead of time. And sometimes we get ourselves so worked up ahead of time that we actually don't do the thing. Right. So in one example, I was talking with somebody recently is going to the gym, right? Like think about going to the gym and, You know, like you're sitting on your couch, you're like trying to get out of bed in the morning and you're like, I don't really want to go. I don't feel like it. it's going to suck. I don't want to get dressed, blah, 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 blah. Like we tell ourselves this terrible story about how awful it's going to be. And then somehow we get the grit to get ourselves there and we work out or whatever. And then we realize that was not terrible, right? Like, why do I psych myself up so much about this? And that's usually what the experience is. Around alcohol. We freak out about it, we pre-stress about it, about not drinking, or you know, only having a limited amount of drinks and such events. And then we get there and we're like, we do it, we follow through, and we say no, or we don't drink, and we use the tools, and we realize it's really not that big a deal. But the suffering that goes into it beforehand can really shape our experiences. And for a lot of people prevents us from even trying because we've built up this story in our minds about how terrible and awful it's going to be. So I just want to talk to you about that and just let you know that that's normal and it's absolutely optional. (laughs) We want to take reins of our minds. We want to decide how we want to think about these things so that we have a more enjoyable experience and we're not freaking ourselves out in advance. And by the time we get there, we have completely talked ourselves out of, you know, doing what we actually want to be doing around alcohol. So if you are new to wanting to cut back or if you're working on cutting back, especially during the summer, a lot of people are traveling right now, especially, you know, post COVID, like people are really getting back into things, taking their first trips, um, in a long time, seeing people that they haven't seen in a few years and things are changed. Things have changed, right? And you may be cutting back on your drinking and approaching these things for the first time. And I just want you to know it's normal to be nervous, but the additional suffering that we do to ourselves in pre-stressing about the event that hasn't even happened yet, isn't good for us. And, that can really like make or break you. And so if you find yourself doing that, you will notice like, how are you thinking, ask yourself, how am I thinking about this upcoming social event and not having drinks or only having a limited amount and see what comes up in your mind. You could even write down that question um, in your journal and just like really dump out all of your thoughts about it. That will help you see if you're pre-stressing or not. And if you are, and if you know it right away, like, yeah, I'm freaking out about going on this trip and not drinking. I don't know how to navigate the airport situation. I'm going to be going around all these people. And, you know, for years I've told myself that we, we don't have fun unless we drink. And it's seeped into our culture and what we do together. And you're worried about that. Take a deep breath. It's okay. And try to remember a time where you pre-stressed about something and it ended up not being a big deal at all. Maybe it was like getting a COVID vaccine. Maybe it was having a medical procedure. Um, Maybe it was leaving your kids for the first time. Um, Something that you were worried about and then it turned out to be not a big deal. Maybe it was having a difficult conversation with your boss or a supervisor or an employee. Right? We've all all done it and we can all probably recognize sometimes we're like, I totally did not need to stress out about that thing. Okay? And I promise you this is one time where you don't need to stress out. Okay. It's absolutely optional. And if you want to make this journey more fun and sustainable, you're going to want to learn how to manage your mind and not let yourself go into pre-stress mode. Okay. So when we go into pre-stress mode, we get our nerves up. We are releasing all sorts of, you know, negative feelings and emotions, and that doesn't feel good in our body. And that creates an energy, And then if you're not really in tune to how you feel and you don't know how to manage your feelings and interrupt what you do when you feel negative emotions, you will be more likely to drink leading up to this event, the event that you're worried about or at the event. okay. so what you want to do is first recognize that you are worried about it. Okay, I would recommend grabbing a journal and writing out all of your thoughts about the event that you're having. And just seeing your mind on a piece of paper and just sort of like observing your mind. This is just your mind having thoughts because you're not actually in the event yet. Okay, so if we don't get awareness of that, it can really dictate our experience of it, right? And I just want you to notice that it's stories, right? Yes, people might have questions. Yes, people are going to have thoughts, right? But we don't know what those questions or thoughts are going to be. Right, most of the time people meet us with acceptance. You know, there are a few out outliers that people will kind of push back. I just experienced this at my own party on the fourth of July, unexpectedly. <laughs> I had family here and friends, and we hosted a barbecue and we went and stocked up on a bunch of mocktails. And I made, you know, fresh homemade mocktails with watermelon and mint and you know, lovely things. And I was still asked if I was serving alcohol. Me. And they know the work that I do. And it was just kind of like this awkward interaction with somebody that I know deeply. Um, and them being disappointed that there wasn't going to be any alcohol in here. It was fascinating. So it still does happen. and But it's not the majority. Okay. So if you recognize your pre-stressing, I want you to start practicing pre-stressing. Um, telling a good story. I don't know another word that would be like the opposite of stress or like pre-relaxing or pre-celebrating. I think maybe that would be a better way to describe it, but it's like pre-enjoyment, pre-celebrate, pre-pride, like be proud of yourself about it, right? So how can you create a story that's going to make you feel a bit better than being stressed out about it, right? So if you're going to spend time stressing about it, I recommend that you also, we call this give equal airtime to the other side of that story. So if your story is like, it's going to be so hard and people are going to ask questions and, you know, I used I, I drink around these people all the time, blah, 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 right? If that's your current story and that feels stressful and like you're worried about it a lot, what's a, what's the opposite story that you could also let your brain explore? Because you're giving your brain a lot of time to pre-stress about it. And what you want to do is be like, okay, that that could happen. It could be the worst and most awful experience I've ever had in my life. Highly doubt it, by the way. But what what else could be true is that it could be amazing, right? So how could it be amazing? I want you to work on telling yourself that story and letting your brain explore the amazing possibilities that could also happen for you. You could show up and um, have a lot of energy. You could have interesting conversations with people. Um, You could have deeper connections because you actually are talking about something interesting and not repeating yourselves all the time. Um, You could feel great that you could drive home safely. You could get good night's sleep that night, right? There's so many positive things that can also happen, and they're just as likely to happen for you as the story that you're telling, about the bad stuff and they're actually more likely to happen on the good stuff if you can allow your mind to actually see that story come to light okay so first up recognize if you're pre-stressing write down all the thoughts and worries that you have about that in your journal or on a piece of paper and then allow yourself to tell the other side of the story okay there's that scenario and what's scenario number b What is something amazing that could come of this, of me not drinking? What other experiences might I have if I don't drink or I'm significantly drinking less during this event that's coming up? And I want you to practice more living in the what's possible, like the what, what's the good story in your mind versus what's the worst case scenario. Because I want you to be prepared. I want you to, you know, know that it might be awkward at times and like you can work through that. But really, y'all, like once you get through a couple of these social events and like you say no or, you know, you're only having one or whatever, you will realize that you're making a big deal out of nothing <laughs> and you will be past this. This is a temporary discomfort that your brain is offering to you because it's new a lot of times this is the first time that you're going into a social situation and you're not drinking and it's true that all of your friends and family drink and it's the first time that you're not going to be doing it. and it's true that that feels awkward okay but it's temporary the more you put yourself in those situations and you imagine it going well and you follow through on yourself it won't occupy so much of your mind. You won't be pre-stressing about it. So you gotta give yourself an opportunity to experience that so that you can have more comfort later on going forward, right? I, I say this all the time, but like when I stopped drinking, I actually had to learn how to be social without numbing myself, without imbibing on anything. You know, I didn't know how to do that because I grew up with drinking in college, right? Drinking, smoking pot in high school, in social events and times. I literally didn't know how to be sober or without on drugs or alcohol until in social events until I was forty years old. Okay, I mean, of course, I was pregnant and things like that during that. But you know, it's just like you're kind of forced to, you know, not imbibe on those things. But I actually had to learn the skill of being in social environments and. Being willing to feel uncomfortable and awkward and having a little social anxiety and knowing that I wasn't going to die. And once you learn how to do that, you realize that it really isn't that big of a deal and that you've handled a lot tougher things than this. And I like to remind yourself too, it's like usually a lot of these social events or, you know, things happen and it's like nighttime drinking or whatever. Think about the other times where you've been around people and haven't drank. So maybe it's at church, maybe it's at a, um, I don't know, a book club or um, a school function or, you know, something like that where people aren't drinking, right? And you've gone into that situation and it's absolutely fine, right? And when I was, you know, going through this myself and changing my relationship with alcohol, I had to remember those times. You know, I had been to work functions, right? Like during the day mingling with doctors and, um, you know, nurses and clinical staff. And, you know, like during the day when I'm like, I don't know these people at all. And I had to get to know them and I wasn't drinking. So I know I could do it. It's just like being willing to see it from a different angle, right? Like remembering that you do put yourself in situations where you're not buzzed all the time. And we're just shifting that now into like the more regular times that you you drink. So in the evening situations, social situations, party situations, you know, summertime things where normally you would drink and now you are trying to cut back and you are stressing out about that, it's really, really helpful for your mind to see that you know how to do this. It's just you're going to take that skill that you could do it in the other events and you're going to use it in the evening time or this other pattern where you would typically drink. It does really, really help. So I want you to recognize that you've done this before. So going back to pre-stressing, if you notice yourself pre-stressing about it, take a deep breath, go write down your thoughts, get clear on that, tell yourself what also could happen and let yourself have equal airtime in telling that other story about how amazing it's going to be. And whenever you find yourself thinking about it, noticing that you're stressing out about it. Try to be like, okay, I heard you. And what else could be true? And practice visualizing yourself having a good time and that it going well, and you're not freaking out about it. Because the more often your brain sees that and practices thinking that way ahead of time, it will get used to the idea um, sooner, and it won't be like, such an unknown experience for your brain to handle when the time comes and you'll be much more likely to stick to your plan than not unless if you don't manage your mind and you don't tell your mind what you want to think that's going to help you your mind can take over and sabotage you and so part of what I help you do is help you like Think about t- grabbing the, the horse by the reins, right? And pulling it back in and taking control over what you allow your brain to think. Okay? You are the, the master controller here. <laughs> and the more you can understand that and apply what I'm teaching you, you don't need to suffer pre unnecessarily, right? You will have some awkwardness. Okay. You will have some uncomfortable emotions as you're learning how to do this. That's okay, but you don't need to be pre-stressing about it for weeks or days in advance. It just isn't healthy. It doesn't help you. There's nothing good that that does for you. If there was some benefit to it, I would say, yeah, like give yourself some time to explore that or, you know, like don't ignore it. It's, I'm not saying that, um, you know, you totally should ignore it or you should totally like bypass it or be like, I don't want to pay attention to that. We recognize that we're thinking that way. Go get it out of your head by dumping it on paper and then say, and what else is there? What else could be true? What is also an experience I could have, right? So it's not like this forceful shove and I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to think about it. And then you have this sort of like unconscious stress that's running in the background that hasn't been addressed. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying let's get aware of it and then address it, okay? So pre-stressing does not help you, okay? It's just your brain trying to keep you safe in the cave. Your brain is, you're doing something that is unusual for you and your brain is stressing out about it because it's trying to keep you safe and comfortable and to avoid unknown pain, right? And that's doing its job. And you can manage it by thinking in a way that is going to feel better for you, to help you relax more before you get into that situation. And then because your your nervous system is going to be in a more neutral state instead of a stress state, you're going to be more likely to stick to your original plan and instead of being so stressed out and saying, screw it, I might as well have a drink by the time you get there. Okay, friends? So use that, apply it, go write down your thoughts, let yourself explore the other side of the story and have fun. Remember, this is like a big experiment. If you're not having fun, how can you make it be more fun? <laughs> you know, like ask yourself that question, joke with yourself, share, share with your family and friends, like what's going on in your mind? Like. Y'all, this is some wacky shit up in here, but like this is what I'm telling myself right now. Laugh at yourself. We're all human beings, and we're not perfect, and we have crazy-ass thoughts, all right? And it's really like comforting to know that you're not alone. Everybody has crazy-ass thoughts, okay? And psych themselves out of things all of the time. But you have decided to change. You've decided to be brave, and it's worth like having fun along the way. Okay, don't pre-stress, pre-enjoy. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, hey, real quick, I almost forgot. There's three ways that you can work with me. If you want my help and my coaching, (laughs) right now you can join my monthly coaching program called Alive AF and get the support you need, watch the workshops, get coaching on a monthly basis, find support and community. Awesome. No brainer choice. The link to do that is in the show notes, show notes. The second way you can work with me is by hiring me as your private one-on-one coach. I have three spots open for this. I will put the application link to do that work with me in the show notes as well. If you have any questions, you can email me about private coaching at hello at AngelaMesinek.com and I will write you back. The third and probably the most fun and exciting way to work with me is by signing up for my sober Cancun retreat and coaching package. The retreat is in the first week in December in Cancun, all-inclusive, adults-only, luxury property. I've been there. It's stunningly amazing. The food is delicious. We're going to have a lot of fun together in person, me and nine women. I have five spots left for that. And you get private coaching with me before, for two months before that trip and for one month after. And we have group coaching calls with the group. So you'll know people before you come, have an opportunity to connect and learn from the group and have private sessions with me in that three month coaching container. The link to explore what that looks like and all the details is also in the show notes. So, Alive AF, monthly coaching membership, private coaching with me or the immersive retreat option that includes private and group coaching. All right, my friends, if you've been stuck on this for a while, if you haven't been moving the needle where you want to go and you like the way I teach and coach, you should say yes to yourself in this opportunity because you deserve it. All right, we'll talk to you soon.